0: Just over two decades ago, Heather Lee set foot on the Campbell University campus after a 52-hour drive from her home in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Over the next four years, she would establish herself as one of the greatest distance runners in school and Atlantic Sun Conference history. Along the way, she set school records in eight events, was named the school's outstanding female athlete three times, and also found time to serve twice as president of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. She graduated, then came back to work at Campbell in its Compliance and Academic Services office, and also met her future husband. Even while working and raising two kids, Heather still finds time to compete as a distance runner. My name is Stan Cole, class of 1987, and this is our next installment of Tales from the Creek, where we visit with people who have made this place special over the years. I'm delighted to be joined today by Heather Lee McGill, Welcome to Tales from the Creek, Heather, and thanks for taking time to visit with us.
1: Hi, Stan. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm really excited to be here with you.
0: Well, Heather, first of all, how did all this get started? When did when did you start running um, distance?
1: Um, so I was actually a soccer player before I was a runner. Um, so playing soccer for a lot of years, and. Um, So I was a midfielder. So I was the runner that went up and down the field across the ball into our forwards. And so I've always kind of been a runner. But what really made the transition from soccer to um, track and field and distance running is uh, I was playing a soccer game. my the in a tournament Labor Day weekend of my first year of high school, which is grade 10. So I was uh, it, kind of a freshman year, but it, I was in grade ten. Um, but anyway, so we were in a soccer tournament, and the first game of the tournament, uh, I was slide tackled, and she broke my leg, and <laughs> so that after that, I kind of tried to play play some more, but um, I just I was like, you know what, I think uh, contact sports are uh, are not for me any longer. So, and yeah, it just that that one moment, I completely I think changed the trajectory of my. <laughs> going from team sports to more of an individual sport and uh yeah changed my my path in life for sure (laughs) but that's what
0: brought me to running did you when you were um, playing soccer did you you know run miles or things like that for for distance training or anything like that as part of your your regimen
1: yeah i was on a really good really competitive team in alberta we actually represented alberta at the um national championships for soccer so um really competitive so we did do a lot of running we did a lot of um you know drills distance running but i mean i did um cross country in middle school a little bit and, and you know always enjoyed it but my first passion was playing soccer
0: so well uh tell us what it was like growing up in Calgary. I mean, most of the folks that are associated with, with Campbell are, you know, from the Southeastern United States, not up North where it snows a lot and, and everything. Tell tell us what it was like um, growing up there. What, what was a typical day like for Heather growing up?
1: Yeah. Well, we definitely had a uh, longer indoor track season than we, than we did outdoor cross country. But yeah, in my, um, Hall of Fame speech. Actually, I mentioned it because it was such a difference. Um, growing up, cross country season, you just hoped you didn't have too many races, um, running in in snow or freezing freezing temperatures. So you know the season started about the same time. You know August, September, but when it goes into November, you know chances of having snow anywhere across Canada is, is pretty likely at a cross-country race. So, yeah, especially in northern Alberta, where we would have provincials, um, it, was, it was cold and you had layers underneath your uniform. And, you know, you just would, would, would get done and, and get a blanket wrapped around you. So that first year at, at Campbell, when our conference championship was in Orlando in November, <laughs> that was very different. Sand and palm trees instead of, you know, frozen creeks and... The snow so um but yeah growing up you know the summers were beautiful uh, i enjoyed running and we were at altitude so we would we would run um and train in calgary and then i always had my best races when we would go to vancouver or california to race because we would go down to sea level and it was like oh all this oxygen or you know so um yeah that was what it was like growing up we would train in calgary and then and then go around at sea level or race so- at sea level.
0: Everyone thinks of Canada as, you know, ice hockey is the national sport or stuff like that. And of course, women's ice hockey has become huge here in the last couple of decades. Uh, did you grow up playing any hockey or were you a hockey fan at all?
1: Um, So I did figure skating, um, but I had a wide foot. So actually, after I stopped figure skating. I bought a pair of hockey skates. My parents got me hockey skates. So when I would go to the lake with friends and skate, I would actually wear hockey skates. I myself never got into hockey, but my best friend, um, Michelle, she played... Uh, she started out of ringette is a very popular girls sports. That's sort of the more like boys played hockey originally and the girls played ringette, but she got into hockey. So she played on boys hockey teams and I would go watch her play. Man, the, the, the one, when they identified the girl with the ponytail <laughs> the, yeah, she, I don't know how she did it, but it, yeah. So I had friends that played hockey, but I never did.
0: You mentioned about the playing soccer and in the midfield and how, you know, uh, people who know anything about soccer, the midfielders cover miles and miles in, over the course of a ninety-minute game. Um, what drew you into running longer distances? Did you just like the? Did you like the aerobic activity? What was it about it that um, that that uh, appealed to you?
1: Yeah, um, I think I, I was just I kind of identified as I was pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like short and short spurts quick. But I could just run around. And I think that's why I made the best soccer teams is because of my fitness. And I I just I could could run all around and stay on the field for a long time and um you know have ball skills or whatever, but but it was my endurance to be able to run around the field. I don't know where I got it from. Neither of my parents were runners or anything, but yeah, I just enjoyed it and and just just running. I don't know. (laughs) Just identified that and just kind of went with it. Well,
0: ironically enough, another Canadian is the person who recruited you and brought you to Buies Creek. Um, tell us about um, Coach Ken Fournette and your recruiting process and what, what got you to uh, decide to come down here.
1: Yeah, well, and actually, he kind of developed me more into a longer-distance runner. So in high school, I did the 800 and the 1500. So I guess I could say I was a middle-distance runner. Um, and he saw our provincial uh, results and sent me, um, back in the day, sent me a letter and a, and a questionnaire. Oh, I'm dating myself there, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, sent me the letter and the questionnaire, and I filled it out. And this was probably... M- February, March of my senior year of high school. So I just thought I was going to go to the University of Calgary, stay at home, but run on the team there. Um, and so he sent me that and then I I responded to it. And then he, when I, I guess when he received it back, he sent me or he, um, called me on the phone and said, you know, told me who he was and he was Canadian, he was a track coach down in North Carolina, kind of had to look it up, see where exactly it was. And, um, I was intrigued, and I actually flew myself down for a visit. My parents bought a plane ticket, and I came by myself and and saw the campus and stayed with Natalie Lewis, uh, who lived in Wellington, or her mom lived in Wellington, but she was already on the team, and um, it was it was a great experience. It was, it was an, I, I always saw it as an adventure I'm going down there for this adventure for four years of college. I'll, I'll go home afterwards and figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life after that. But I really saw it as a, you know, probably a four-year adventure and, and yeah, I'm, I'm still in the United States. And You just never know what's going to happen when I mean, you take those first steps, but, but yeah, coach Furnett recruited me and I just, I felt comfortable with him and he understood, you know, a Canadian coming down to coming down to school and so
0: yeah it was a good visit so heather you mentioned you mentioned the heat the sweltering heat especially in the you know going from you know racing in in tights and and mittens and everything else to you know coming down here and it'll still be in the 80s or or higher in november when the conference championship was contested sometimes Aside from the weather, what would what were some of your adjustments moving um, such a far way away from home to attend um, college and and to compete?
1: Um, yeah, I would say missing family. Um, my mom, you know, my dad, my sister. My sister was five years younger than me, so she was still you know middle school when I left to go to college. So I wasn't there when she was in you know her later years of middle school and all of her high school. So I would say that. That was um, a challenge, but um, coming down and being so far from home, my team became my family. I mean, you just, as a college athlete, you're so busy that, you know, you you go from practice to class, to eating, to studying, um, you know, to whatever else you're involved in. And so, I mean, that... um, just kind of the way of the life in the South, you know. I wasn't used to to saying "Ma'am" and "Sir," and but you don't want to be rude, so you just, so you say it. So there, I mean, there was some little learning experiences of, of things there, and just um, yeah, just North Carolina. But yeah, the, the temperature was definitely the most to get used to.
0: Over your career, you became the most def- decorated female distance runner in school history. Um, what are some of the factors do you think Heather that led to your success?
1: Um, okay, so I have a stat for you that I don't think you probably know. Um, of the so I kind of had a breakout my my junior year. I trained really hard the summer before my junior year. So junior, um, senior, and fifth year, five times I was the first or second person not to qualify for nationals. Mm-hmm. So um, if if for like an indoor meet, they took um, or fifteen people qualified. I was number sixteen on the list. Um, my junior year at cross country regionals at Furman, um, two girls passed me right at the finish line. I I didn't see them coming. They passed me, and they were the last two individuals to qualify for nationals. So, um, and I can tell you in twenty however been twenty two years that it's been since that day. No one has ever passed me right at the line so that fueled me i mean like i said in my speech um you know coach Fournette and i talked about it we had a game plan we had a goal to get to nationals we talked about that my freshman year of you know what it what it would take but it took a lot more work than i than i expected anticipated you know we i mean it was it was hard but um i think when those things start to happen like i i really it was so close but didn't quite happen that those really fueled the fire and I, I'm 42 years old now and that still fuels my fire I still have a passion for racing and um you know I ran a race this past weekend <laughs> you know so it's like um those things helped me get to where I, I got to my my fifth year in, in qualifying for nationals um in cross country and in track but it was those Setbacks that could have broke me, but made me stronger. I think.
0: Heather, you you set school records in every distance from eight hundred meters to three thousand to five thousand meters. How did you um develop going you know coming in as a middle distance runner to adding the longer distances uh to your repertoire, so to speak?
1: Miles, <laughs> more miles. Yeah, just adding adding the miles. I mean, when you're young, the speed is is there um but it's it's the endurance it, it's a it's walking the fine line of um staying healthy but building and building each year and building your mileage um i'm not i can't remember which year it was maybe it was sophomore so we added or you know the 16 mile loop added that more doing more of that and more hills and and the workouts got a little bit harder and i mean coach for and And Pat Shaw were there doing workouts with me, and you know, pushing and the guys' team and and the girls and everything. So, I think our team got better um, uh, with Alicia and um, with the the couple other girls that came from Canada, Jill and Tara and Jen. And um, so our team got really strong. And so I think all of us kind of working together, pushing each other that that really helped. Um, And yeah, just adding the mileage.
0: The base. What what were some of the highlights, Heather? Obviously uh, qualifying for nationals um after missing it so much, but what are some of the the, the things um performance wise or or um, competition wise that stand out in your in your memory
1: um I, I think regionals uh, my junior year um that was when I um had the whole team there and we, we all, and I ran well, or, or sorry, not my junior year, my fifth year. The whole team was there, I ran well, and we, we did pretty well as a team. Um, I think the team aspect of cross country um, was was always exciting, but it was the ind- individual um, accomplishments for me as well, but having a team there. Um, when Alicia, my fifth year, when Alicia was um, starting to run really well in the steeplechase, um, Coach Fournette would take her and I to meets. He took her and I out to Stanford. Um, and so we had that, that trip where it was her and I and coach, and you know, you're waiting for your, your track race. And so we were there, you know, a day or so early and her, her and I, I don't know if we were bored or what, but we, we cut each other's hair and we, and so, you know, we, I have a picture of us with both like really short hair and, and she has curly hair and then it. it just, I cut it and then it got really short. And so, you know, it's just those, those fun experiences when we would go on those trips, um, the opportunities that we had, um, there's just, I don't know, there's just so many things that, that I think of as great times at, at Campbell, but but the trips, the opportunities of, of going to, to meets with people that were teammates but became really good friends.
0: As a distance runner, you spend a lot of time alone or in a small group training for an event that may last two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, half an hour, something like that. Um, And you're and you're putting in the mileage and everything. And then all of a sudden, um, as a result, and as a result of your performances, you're at the NCAA championships, uh, wearing a Campbell singlet. Um, You're representing Canada um, and wearing the Canadian colors. What does it mean to compete at the highest level uh, in college or to represent your country, Heather?
1: Um, in the moment it was, it was exciting, but it was a little bit overwhelming because my success, I feel like almost happened overnight, even though it was a buildup, but it was like, Oh, do I belong here? Oh, look, look, look at where I am. I, I wish I would have taken a second to take it all in. Cause I think we, we focused on so much on, or I did on getting there that once I was there, it was like, Oh, it was like, almost like a relief. So those other times that I didn't make it, it's like, you almost kind of wish you had so that I could build on that or have the, the experience was just so big for me. Um, so I kind of wish I would have been a little bit more successful at nationals when I went, but it was just like, it's almost like I peaked at the regional meets because it was just like everything I possibly had in me to actually get there, so. It was, uh, you know, I just wish I would have enjoyed the experience a little bit more. But I put
0: a lot of stress on myself to get there. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Absolutely. You you touched on uh, Alicia. You know, Alicia's from Harnett County, went to Western Harnett High School. Here you are, you know, she's a 25-minute drive to Buies Creek at the most. Um, you were a 52-hour drive to Buies Creek. How did y'all connect And and how did y'all push each other. She followed and, and, you know, and got some of your records that you'd already set a, as a result and you're still close. Tell us a little bit about that relationship and, and how y'all pushed each other and your relationship, you know, in and out side of competition. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, spending time together in the van, you know, or on the way um, to meets or just a lot of the, the talking, um, in practice, I do feel like I was a bit of a mentor for the um, the younger ones on the team. Um, you know, because I, I do believe in leading by example and setting setting goals and then leading by example, and, and I really think they followed suit. And um, you know, I think it pushed them. Um, but but we really yeah pushed each other. I mean. Alicia, you know, she, I knew she was right behind me and she was coming after me. So, I mean, that pushes me too, but, but it wasn't anything like it, you know, it could have been, it could have gotten catty. I mean, we're going after, you know, the same records, so it, it could have gotten that, but we, it never did. I mean, we always just pushed each other um to to do our best and you know some there were some races where she beat me and you know and I beat her and so it was it was a great healthy relationship of pushing each other definitely and and then we can you know talk about Coach Fournette and like things he's said or done at practice and you know then you just you kind of bring it back into like you know Joke joke about about things and keep it light. I think that's what it, what it was healthy too was being able to keep it light. You know, serious at practice, working hard, but then go and watch a movie or go hang out or you know enjoy the whole experience, not just the the running.
0: About eight months ago, you were inducted into the Campbell Athletics Hall of Fame, and Alicia was there. What did that mean to you? And how have y'all stayed in touch over the years as you've moved around? And you know, she's in Atlanta now, and and you've been several places. Yeah. How do y'all stay in touch these days?
1: Um, I mean, Facebook is a wonderful thing. You know, you, you see pictures posted, and um, you know, her family's ha- growing, and they're all they're all <laughs> in playing soccer, and you know, my kids are are into all kinds of things. So it's great to see, you know, her family and. Um, Jermaine and Patrick are both in Atlanta as well and um, yeah and Natalie Lewis was there too um, the Hall of Fame was a really emotional time for me because um, it was just all that hard work you know paid off and was recognized and you know it was it was a really big honor and I, I do so wish Coach Frenette could have been there um, because yeah he's the one that brought us all together but um, it was so great to have them there just former teammates and and just you know seeing them and catching back up it it was a it was a great great experience that weekend.
0: Off the trails and track you were involved in the student athlete advisory committee what were some of the areas um, that the SAC was involved in and what were some of the things that y'all that y'all did and what what was the importance of that to you Heather?
1: Um, well, I think it was so, so busy being a student athlete and also working at the pool that I didn't have a lot of time for like social things. Um, so even though it was still within athletics, you know, with other athletes, it was, it was great to meet other, um, athletes on the other teams and really how I got involved in, in SAC is, uh, um. You know, coach said, Heather, you're going to you're going, you're going to represent our team of SAC. And i are like, oh, coach, uh. I, you know, I didn't really know what it was, but I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's how I got involved and in kind of like thrown into it. But but it's taking kind of a Callie Miller for for like what I want to do, getting involved, Um, you know, being the president of it was, was a lot of fun taking kind of a leadership role, but having a great, great SAC committee to work with, you know, we got involved in the community some and, um, and, you know, talked about um, things that went on within athletics and administration and kind of, kind of got that background of, you know like oh these are the administrators that work in athletics so it's kind of nice you know being just outside your team or this is how other teams do things like can we do that with our team or you know so it was a great way to communicate with with other um other athletes and how their teams do things but also with administration so i think that's kind of how i got into administration honestly (laughs) as a career
0: heather one of the I don't know. Stereotypes is not the right way to say this, but one of the um, oftentimes um, people who compete in individual type sports where you're in a team framework, but you have an individual event like track and field, like swimming, um, mm-hmm. golf or tennis, even. Um, we've seen over the years here that um, oftentimes those folks are very dedicated, very organized. Um Carve out time for their craft, but also for uh, other involvement, plus student, plus uh, their studies. How did you pull all this together? How how did you organize your time? Did you have any? Is that just something you learned, or is that just uh, a, you know, is it something that you knew that you were coming in that you were going to have to balance everything in order to get everything done that you needed to? I think that's
1: what it is. I think it's a balance. Um, I I thrive on um, keeping busy. And, um, I think I'm more successful when I have sort of structured schedule, um, you know, to school, study work. I mean, I, I I just, I enjoy all those things. I think it's doing things that you enjoy. Um, and, and then it doesn't, doesn't feel like so much work, um, or things that you have to do, but yeah, organization is big. And I think, individual sports sorry getting off off your comment there a little bit but individual sports I think gave me the opportunities that I had because I think as it if looking back had I just played soccer I don't think I would have been as recognized and and you know offered a scholarship and, and all that. So I, I do think that that um, helped get to where I was being an individual sport athlete. Um, I was recognized and then came down to Campbell and um, so I, I, do think that for those out there that, that want to do an individual sport, I think it can, you know, pay off. You don't have to necessarily depend on the team, um, in a team sport thing. So if there's anybody that want, you know, doing, te- uh, individual sports, keep at it and you never know what'll happen. But, um, as, sorry, as far as the like structure of it all, yeah, just, um, organization and, and getting involved in as much as you can and making the college experience, you know, all that it, all that it can be.
0: After you graduated, you returned to your alma mater to uh, work in compliance and academic support. How did your undergraduate experience help prepare you for that move?
1: Um, or did it? <laughs> well, I, I it did because I um I also volunteered in the compliance office with um, Tim Holt when he was the compliance director there. So yeah, I kind of got my foot in the door. Kind of saw what it was that I wanted to do, but. Um, Going to grad school and being a graduate assistant in compliance um, also kind of helped. But then going back to Campbell, it was almost like I was going back to a familiar familiar place. So um, you know, I knew a lot of the professors, and I kind of you know I knew where my office would be and the people I'd be working with for the most part. Um, So it it was kind of a comfort, really. And you know, like it was my first real real job, but it was a comfortable place that I knew I was familiar with i
0: think it did help like many people um, in Bowie's creek or associated with campbell you happen to meet your future husband Mm -hmm. randy here tell us about how y'all met and how the relationship grew
1: yeah so i came back as an intern and then um a graduate assistant and then an assistant director and then um yeah, assistant athletic director of the plant. So here I am sitting at the senior staff table across from my future husband and didn't even know it for two years. Um, we, uh, um, yeah, we worked together uh, for a couple of years and then an unfortunate situation. Um, my mom passed away suddenly and um, yeah, he reached out while I was at home with that. And I thought, oh, that's, that's really, you know, really kind thoughtful thing. And then I came back to, you um, to work a couple weeks later and, and he was out. And uh, I remember I remember being in a meeting where uh, Stan Williamson said, you know, rings out this week, his mom passed. And so I made the same phone call to him and said, you know, I, I'm really sorry about that. You know, that it's the same situation. So um, really bad situation brought the two of us together, I think. And so he was that person I could kind of talk to and understand what, what I was going through. So, so it was a really sad situation, but I mean, Brought the two of us together, and, and it was. I think our mom's had a playing in that.
0: And that something. Now, I know Randy. Randy's not a runner, right?
1: No, no, sir.
0: I he, know he's got a background he, he, in basketball.
1: Okay, no he runs 90, 90 feet and turns around, officiating basketball. <laughs>
0: Sure. So, w- what types of things? Obviously, y'all don't get together on, you know, on on Saturday morning and and get the kids taken care of, and then y'all don't go take off together on a ten miler. So, what do y'all do to to? To spend time together. What what do y'all enjoy doing together?
1: Yeah, well, I will say, so it's nice because running is kind of my thing, but he is my biggest supporter and, and he brings the kids out to the races. And, you know, and so I'm kind of, it's kind of selfish actually, because I have friends that both their, um, Sydney and others um, run and so they have to like alternate their schedules, whereas I, I have the freedom to kind of run when I want. But um, so my running is my me time and it's usually very early in the morning before anybody gets up. So when I can come back from a run, I've, I've done my thing and it's, it's you know, my, um, my, men, my, my mental health thing. And then I can start the day and get kids up and, and, and be with the family. So I feel like. Once I've done that, then family time starts, and I'm more I can be focused on that. So we we do all kinds of things. I mean, we go for bike rides, or you know, our kids are getting involved in sports, and so we uh, we go to their sporting events, and uh, you know, we like to kind of we like to travel a little bit. And so yeah, we'll go on vacation and we'll do things. But um, but the running's always been my thing, but he's always been very supportive of it. So that's that's been great.
0: You mentioned Heather that you you've already moved four times in fifteen years of marriage while also growing your family. Tell us a little bit about you know, quickly your stops. You're in Kalamazoo, Michigan now. Exactly, so yeah. where did it it started out here, and then where where from there?
1: That's right. Yeah, it originated in Boyce Creek, and then um, Wilmington, North Carolina. Yep, yeah. and then. Um, yeah, I don't know what we were thinking when we left the beach, but we left the beach for um, North Dakota, Grand Forks, North Dakota. We our last few stops have been for for Rainey's career um, in athletics. So you you know you never know where you're going to end up or what opportunities are going to be out there. So we had a stop in North Dakota, um, which was a great great opportunity there. We lasted three years. We say we lasted three years in the winter and then had to come back down south. So that brought us back to. Um, to Kentucky, Bowling Green, Kentucky at Western um, Kentucky University. Um, and actually, that was our longest stop. We were there for seven years and uh, really enjoyed it um, there. And then, yeah, just this, just recently in the past two months, we we moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan. So a little further north, but not quite, not quite North Dakota north. So
0: have you, have you found a running community um, in each place, Heather, or is, or is, you're as you're running still kind of you 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 mentioned me time uh do you have or have you been members of any running clubs or any other groups that you've found training partners with
1: yep yeah um pretty much every stop I've, I've found some great great people to run with um some places i spend more time with running with others than than other places um but this last stop in um bowling green kentucky was amazing i had a great um, COVID kind of brought some of the running people together in my neighborhood. My, well, my neighbor and I actually, we were in uh, three years. Every Tuesday, Thursday, we did workouts together. So um, I will say of uh, Bowling Green, I really miss uh, the running community, which I actually just had to go back this past weekend to do a race with them because I was registered before we, we even knew we were moving. But um, but yeah, I will say that, that that's hard to, to leave the friends that I've made in running, but um, you can also meet them up at destination races. And so we're already looking to plan the next race of where we're gonna meet up. So, but it, it, it the running community is very supportive. and I've, I've actually in Kalamazoo already um, met some great runners. I kind of stalked them on the internet to see people's times and things and like, okay, I'll reach out to them. And, yeah, so right, right the first time I went to meet them, uh, he said, you know, who are you going to meet at five in the morning and I said well one of them is a high school cross-country coach so I feel like that should be pretty safe <laughs> so yeah but great great people so far mm-hmm.
0: you're still competing Uh you touched on your your me time is in the morning is that where you find the time to train for a marathon because that takes you know you've got to log some mileage and mileage takes time is it is it all dawn or pre-dawn workouts or does it kind of go as the as the uh, seasons go and adjust that way
1: yeah uh, definitely more miles when training for a marathon so yeah the alarm clock definitely goes off earlier when in marathon season um but right now I'm training for a half and so you know not quite as many miles um but, but yeah most of them are, are in the morning I, I'm a morning person I you know my Alarm typically goes off before 5 a.m. 5, you know, right around 5. Um, and I like to be out the door by 5:30. As I'm getting older and my my muscles and joints and everything's getting a little stiffer, the the early morning miles are a little bit tougher than maybe they were years ago. But um, it's it's still just I don't know it's something about running early in the morning. I just really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, if I can get out for an evening run too every once in a while, that that's nice. You know after. Um, after a day of letting the legs loosen up a little bit, <laughs> runs sometimes go better in the evening. But, but yeah, I mean running in the morning and usually finds the best time to go. Do
0: You have a favorite event that you've um you've run or a favorite race that you've run, Heather. Or? Um, in
1: in the marathon, I I I'd have to say the Indianapolis Marathon was was a lot of fun. It it doesn't help that or it helps that that's my uh my current marathon pr <laughs> okay but but yeah i like the flat courses so chicago indianapolis um i'm actually going back to indy in five weeks for that half marathon there so hopefully we'll you know see another pr there or so but yeah running right now is going really well as, as a master's you know I, I didn't think there'd be so many opportunities for masters but but yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. So I feel like as long as I've got the the, the fire blazing, I'm going to still get after it, I guess.
0: <laughs> Do you have any bucket list events that you want to make that you've got your eye on or, or a place or anything like that?
1: Yeah, well, I, I didn't realize it until after this past year or, or a few months ago around Boston. And I've done three of the six world majors. So I've done New York, um, Chicago, and Boston now. So the only ones left are uh, Berlin, London, and Tokyo. <laughs> okay. So those may those definitely involve us more travel. So we'll see if I if I hit those. But yeah, it's 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 a thing to kind of hit all the world majors if you can. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. Maybe when the kids are older. But yeah.
0: Well, I'll share this with you. I've got an uncle who's about 75 years old, and I think I've told you this back in the day here, but uh, he is now a member of the 50 State Club, and he's re- he's run over 100 marathons in his career, and he's even come back to running after double knee replacement surgery. <laughs> and, and it's, it's something that, that the dedication among lifelong distance runners is really incredible. That what are some question. of the kind of crazy questions that someone might ask you when they find out you're a marathon or, or a distance runner? What What are some of the, the funny things? What's the funniest thing someone's ever asked you about that?
1: The, the funniest question is when you say you're doing a marathon, somebody says, oh, how many miles is that? <laughs> because the marathon doesn't change. It's 26.2. So mm-hmm. like that's yeah. So it's not 20 or 30 or whatever, but um, yeah so it's
0: just funny when they're like oh how many miles yep 26.2 that's the marathon <laughs> yeah I, I, that that's not a you know it's 100 yards on the football field and uh you know there's you know a 1500 meter all the races have a have a distance I guess it, you know the mile people don't know maybe how many feet that is and stuff like that but uh, I guess that you know when they, they don't uh, the people who know about it they know everything. They know it down to the tenth. They know their splits. They know, uh, you know the times they need to beat. They know the PRs in the back of their head all the time. Uh, but the other folks, they really don't uh don't understand it. Um just kind of an off the uh off the subject uh question that I always like to ask people. Heather, what have you learned from being a parent? What has parenthood taught taught you?
1: Oh my goodness. Um <laughs> patience. It has taught me patience. Um, and I, I will say having a daughter that um, played soccer and I was coaching in soccer um, and then decided that she wanted to play softball, a sport I know nothing about. And it's funny that, that Brittany was inducted at the same time um, because um, being a softball player, yeah, I was just like, I don't know anything about the sport, but it's encouraging your kids and things that they want to do. I think, you know, not pushing her to be a soccer player or a runner, you know, but encouraging, you know, she's doing gymnastics and softball. And so, you know, learning the things that they're interested in and not push them towards something that you want them to do, I think is is important. Um, But at the same time, like, are you sure you don't want to run? (laughs) Like, I'm I'm never going to push running on her, but I do hope one day she finds it.
0: (laughs) you and Randy with the background in athletics and, 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 um, uh, you know, competing and coaching and, and everything. Do you have a head start on some people as far as, um, you know, when they're, you're, you're helping your kids navigate the system or how, what kind of, does that, does that help you or do you draw on any of those experiences, uh, as you're either coaching or just watching your kids participate and yeah. compete? Um,
1: I, I think, it maybe helps us to be involved with them. But no, I I feel so in the dark with all the, the um, travel teams and the the commitment to gymnastics and, and all things. I, it's different now. Like, I, I don't know how kids can possibly do more than one or two sports, um, because so many sports are year round. Um, so that kind of you know, makes me feel like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't push them too much or or something. Because, you know, you can do you could do rec sports and, and do more of them instead of just a, a travel team and do one sport. So I think, you know, we understand athletics, but I think the whole dynamic of athletics at their age, at 10 and 5, is different than what we had expected it to be. So we we are still learning that, too, because it's a whole different than college athletics.
0: <laughs> Finally, Heather, this is a question I ask everyone. Um, can you put into words how Campbell university and the Bowie's Creek community have impacted your life?
1: Oh, just for for the positive. I mean, I, I can't even imagine where my life would be had I not attended Campbell university. So, I mean, it had a huge impact on, on me as a person and, you know, yes, running and my education, but, but yeah, meeting my husband and my family and, um, just such such a great experience and uh, you know i was i mean calgary is a city of a million so to go to buoys creek with one stoplight you know um it was an adjustment but it was it, it was i mean a great experience of of learning life in different places so yeah it was a great opportunity that i'm very thankful for and the people i mean look i'm still talking to you all these years later so i super appreciate everything, the people that stay, but the people that, that go, but then come back, and, and the people that, that come back through town, <laughs> so
0: yeah, that was great. One thing we say here in Bowie's Creek is that the sun never sets on Campbell Athletics, because literally people from every inhabited continent um, have come to school here and competed here, um, Asia, Europe, North and South America, I mean, Africa, It, it there's always the sun shining on someone around the world who's come to the, the small place of Buies Creek, North Carolina.
1: Yeah, the uh, the volleyball coach here um, at Western Michigan, Campbell grad, you <laughs> know, small world.
0: I'm Stan Cole, and our guest today on Tales from the Creek has been Campbell Athletics Hall of Fame runner, Heather Lee McGill. Thank you, Heather, for sharing your Tales from the Creek.
1: Thanks, go camels. <laughs>